0: So if you just joined us, welcome to Radio Veritas on the Jason Institute Hour. As I promised you, I will be talking to Ray this morning and me and Ray will be talking about the controversial Mandela book. Good morning, Ray, and welcome to our show.
1: Good morning.
0: Uh, Ray, I want us to talk about this book. I haven't read the book, but I read a lot of things and I heard a lot in the news about the book. So the book is titled Mandela's Last Years, written by Dr. Vijay Ramlakhan. That's right. So why, why the book now? Why now? Why was it published now? What do you think about that?
1: Well, who is Vijay Ramlakhan? Now, <clears throat> Excuse me. Vijay Ramlakhan was the Surgeon General of the SNDF. So he was the, mm-hmm. like, the top doctor. And what happened in Madiba's last year or so? surgeon general came forward and he sort of took care of Medeba he made sure that Medeba was okay he also attended to him as the as the the attending surgeon to make sure that Medeba was comfortable and also as well to prolong his life to make sure that uh, you know that he had health issues all sorts of health issues and there are a few stories backstories Pam that I'm not sure if you are aware of there were Mm. The story about the ambulance. Yes. Deborah Patter actually yes. un- uncovered the story. The story of the ambulance that they were transporting him to another hospital that one occupied. night. Mm. Uh, no, it broke down. It broke down at the side of the road. And he was there on the side of the road for about an hour. We're talking about Madiba now. Yes. And these are the kind of stories that have come out. But anyway, so he writes this book. He writes this book about Madiba's last moments. And the big problem is, that it's, it's, it's threefold really, um, the big problem is when it comes down to who was at the bedside when Madiba passed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's plucked a few guitar strings because Madiba passes away. And according to the book, Grasse-Michel, his wife wasn't at the bedside. Winnie Madikizela Mandela was. Yes. Now she's come forward and she said, look, I've got no part in this book. I'm not uh, a part of this whole thing whatsoever. Mm. But the problem is if Grasse-Michel wasn't there, then that sort of, Creates a bit of a problem, and I, I think that's at the heart of everything. Anyway, so that's the one thing. Another element is as well: did he get permission to write this book by the SNDF? Yes. Right, and also by the Mandela family. Mandela family says no, no, no. We want it to be withdrawn right now. However, we have it on good authority and eyewitness news that there was uh, quite a bit of discussion between the Mandela family and VJ Ramlekana.
0: Hmm. So he says that he got uh, a confirmation from a family member to do this, to write the book. So now uh, uh, my question would be, then who is the person who gave him the consent to write the book?
1: Well, that's the thing. Whoever but that person is needs to be identified. And, no, well, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. That person needs to be identified. And, you know, Vijay Ramra Khan needs to say it was this person. And this is what's happened. It's very unfortunate because I, I'm, I'm sure that the book is truthful. And the book is out there now. And the. The bottom line is, I mean, I remember the day that Madiba died. It was a night. It was um, Mm -hmm. getting that call at about 10 o'clock at night. And it was the strangest thing because I would just gone to sleep. I had an early night and turned in to go to sleep. And my phone went. And a New Zealand radio station (laughs) phoned me and said, we would like you to chat about the death of Nelson Mandela. Mm. And I said, absolutely. Phone me back in 15 minutes. They said, not a problem. To which I ran upstairs, put the TV on, and it was everywhere. Mm. And we were all caught unawares about what was happening. That was the thing. And maybe Grasse-Michel was as well. The whole country was. We knew yes. that he had been ill. I remember on, on numerous occasions being at work and having meetings. And people saying Madiba's on his last, Madiba's going to go. We had the whole M plan, the Mm. Mandela plan, what would happen when he went. Because radio stations have to be ready for this. We have to have obits Mm. and those kind of things. And the only reason is because we need to honor the person and we need to talk about their life and not be caught unawares. So Mm. we didn't know. And that was it was that night.
0: I somehow I think like the book it's a good idea that the book came out because it all sort of like settled down the dusk between uh, speculations that happened before Mandela died. You would remember there were maybe things, rumors being said that Mandela died before the actual day and other people would say that Mandela didn't really make it out of uh, Robben Island. So I think, and the uh, book
1: you know what, and Elvis is also really alive and sort of alive and kicking in Las Vegas. I think you know people need to put that to rest. <laughs> um, there was a lot of speculation about his health though because they mm-hmm. they, they got to the point where um a lot of people thought, is he so complimentous? Because he was sort of sitting there. And you'll, I'm not sure if you remember, there was the press photographer who went up and took a picture and the flash went off right in his face. Mm. And there's a big outcry about that. But, you know, just to cut a long story short, he was sitting there and he wasn't sort of with it. He, had, he was sort of um, he was struggling a little bit. So mm. there are all sorts of uh, conspiracy theories, I'm sure, do come out about this. But the bottom line is, the official line is that he passed away that night, and this is what happened. And that book puts out all of those uh, conspiracy theories to rest.
0: Hmm. And, uh, okay, now my question would be, I'm going back to the concerned by family. Who then do we regard, do, who then do we regard as family now? Because now Grace Michelle says she didn't confirm, she, didn't, she doesn't know about the book. She didn't confirm the book. Mm-hmm. So now it could have been someone else. In this uh sort of things, who should be in charge of doing that' That's a good Which question. part of family should be that what is family now
1: well who 's in charge of the family who 's the head of the family and you 've had Manla Mandela mm. putting his hand up to say he 's the head of the Mandela clan
0: yes.
1: we 've had Grassa Michelle saying well i was the i 'm the widow mm-hmm. what about me we 've got the daughters we 've got zinzi we 've got all the daughters, so it is a bit of um bit of a four-way challenge. You've got Winnie Madikizela Mandela who says, well, you know what? We actually weren't divorced anyway, uh, legally. And she has sort of uh, challenged that whole thing, saying that I've been his only and one and only wife culturally. So we've got all these different aspects that come with this, And that's why she's also laid claim to the whole Mandela
0: hmm.
1: um, heritage and the home as well, saying, yes. well, actually, um, according to the law, it goes to me. Yeah.
0: Hmm. And I also see that there are charges that Aggressor is talking about. She's thinking about maybe uh, um, pressing charges against the doctor. Um, do you think charges like that, uh, doctor, patient confidentiality, does it really apply considering that Mandela was a public figure?
1: Well, there's always the right to know. And we have that in, in, in journalism. So, say, for instance, somebody is arrested. We do it from that point of view. Somebody's arrested. We have to wait for them to appear in court. Right? And then they can be identified. If it's a sexual offense, they've got to plead to that charge and then they can be identified. In this case, you know, there is doctor patient confidentiality. They take the Hippocratic Oath. I'm not a lawyer. I suppose you'd have to get a lawyer on the show to tell you this, but I'm sure yeah. there, there may be some sort of legal recourse. And if that was broken, that could be some sort of civil suit, but you'd have to speak to a lawyer about that and get the expert advice.
0: Hmm. And I also see that, okay, the doctor, I, I, I read an article. Where the the article talks about the ambulance that was carrying that, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. that was carrying uh, Mandela to hospital, that broke down. So I think somewhere it talks about mm. it catching fire, and he, desi- he denies the ambulance catching fire. Somewhere there, there is just a bit of confusion there. So now, as a person who's sitting there having read the book, I'm confused about whether there is the level of truth in the book
1: no i i i certainly don't think that the good doctor would lie I, I i think that he knows what's going on and being in that that sort of high position that he was mm. um at the sa medical services i sincerely doubt so he would get the the right story i think at the time though you, you you probably find like i said a lot of people coming out with theories that caught fire it did this at court that uh, former president nelson mandela wasn't burnt at all um but, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's also a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't know. Yeah. You know, we don't know. And it, it just, you know, those stories will continue to come out. I think it's atrocious that the ambulance mm. did break down at the side of the road. Look, ambulances do break down. Yeah. A lot of people may say, look at our healthcare system. They're not surprised. If you've been to uh, Charlotte McLeod Hospital lately, just walk in the front door and see what you see. So <laughs> Exactly. So I think a lot of people yes. may say that's not surprised whatsoever.
0: And uh, then there are charges by, uh, that, uh, maybe be, uh, um, that may be facing the doctor. Do we have maybe other charges that may be facing maybe the publisher?
1: Um, Penguin Random House have withdrawn the book. Yes. All right. They should have done their checks and balances. I think, mm. first of all, they should have said, do you have permission from the Mandela family? Um, if you do, who are they? Who is given permission? Is it written? Or have a paper trail? Very important. So if it was Mandela, if it was Grasse-Michel, whoever it was, we need written consent. Do you have consent from the defense force? Because mm. I know in the defense force, you can't just go writing about things. You can't. You need to get that, that written uh, consent. Yes. But if that, that written consent is there, then the good doctor would just come forward with it and present it. Simple mm. as that.
0: Then you remember then I'll ask you, why now? Why the book now? That's a good
1: question. I think only the good doctor could probably um, answer that. Mm. I think maybe um, it's time. Maybe it's time. It has been a few years since this has happened. Yes, it's been three years. Various people have written their own books um, and maybe he just decided it was time. I think it may have something to do with him stepping down from the defense force. It may mm-hmm. have something to do with that. Maybe coming to the point where he's writing his own memoirs. But you'd have to ask him that. But I think it does, uh, it does have something to do with his, his career maybe ending and coinciding with, well, you know what, let's write a book and let's mm. uh, talk about what, exactly what happened.
0: Yeah, well, Ray, you've been in the media for a very long time. And uh, you've seen, you've reported things on Mandela from... His days in prison, to him dying, and all of that. But then, now my next question will be: um, Do you th- what do you think that uh, uh, um, looking back, uh, uh, Mandela? What would he? What do you think he would think about the current issues that we are facing here in this country now?
1: Oh, I don't think he'd be very happy whatsoever. I think he'd be quite angry, really. Mm. If you look at what we are facing, and uh, just yesterday, the uh, or day before, the parliamentary inquiry into ESCOM, and now they're going to expand it into Danel, into Transnet, into the other parastatals. Mm. And if you have a look at state capture, if you look at the SACC, the SA Council of Churches, if you look at Outer and all the documents that they've submitted about the state capture, and you hear about it all the time, state capture, what is this? Mm. But it appears to be one family that has come to this country and just managed to get their tentacles into everything. And they've done mm-hmm. this. And billions and billions and billions of rands have been sort of kicked back to and fro. If you have a look um, at the amounts of corruption that has been ongoing within government, if you have a look at our very own president, the Nkandla scandal, his mm. own 240 million forty million dollar, million rand rather, um, improvements to his home, if you have a look at uh, the arms deal, you have a look at all this rampant corruption, it's actually disgusting. In a word, it's terrible. It's disgusting because you have a look at this. And I think if if, if uh, former President Nelson Mandela was around and looking at this, I think, I can't speak for him, but I think he would say, President Jacob Zuma, it's time to step down, time to step aside. Yesterday, I chatted to uh, the DA's leader, uh, mm-hmm. Musi Mayamani. They are pushing ahead with their case. In September, President Zuma's corruption case goes to the appeals court. They will then decide whether these 789 charges, whether they need to uh, stand in a court of law. Mm. The high court has already ruled against him. The appeals court now needs to rule. Uh, I'm listening to some constitutional law experts. They don't see why those charges will not be approved by nice. the appeals court. And If that happens, will then be uh, having a president? who is facing all those charges, a sitting president facing about 789 charges. Hmm. There's a huge problem there. At what point will he decide, it's time to step down, time to go, because I can't do this. And at what point will he be impeached and told to go? Now, we've got a motion of no confidence coming up. Will it be a secret ballot? We don't know. Valej hasn't said a thing. Hmm. But on the 9th of August, MPs have got a chance to say, no, sir, this is not acceptable, and a lot is going on. I'm, I have no doubt, Pam, no doubt, mm-hmm. that he will go at some point, be it even be a 2019, but he will go. The big question I have, after he goes, and after all this rot has been exposed, which it has, Who's going to be facing charges and who's going to be going to prison? Because mm. I don't think the South African public might just leave it here. We can't just leave it here. Yeah. Too much money's gone and too much has happened. People need to go to prison.
0: Mm. I hope our president will do the good thing just in memory of Madiba. Yeah. Mm. So, Ray, thank you so much for talking to us this morning. Thanks, Pam. I really hope we'll talk to you next time. Oh, yeah. Mm. So now we're going to uh, listen to a piece of music by Hillsong, I Love You So.